Good morning. It's Victory 91.5, two days away from Christmas. <laughs> and one of our underwriters is Fraser Roofing, and they want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. And they're all about faith, family, and roofing. They're celebrating 10 years in the roofing business. They're blessing people with new and repaired roofs. And their phone number is one of your favorites. <laughs> it is. 770-800-ROOF. Seven seven zero eight hundred roof, and right now I have a general manager, also my dad. So this is my father, and he's talking about Hanukkah. So on my mom's side, we are Jewish, so that's kind of sparked your interest on learning about all these Jewish traditions and festivals and just the history, the rich history there. And we were in Israel about what a month ago, a little yeah, over exactly a, month a month ago. ago, yeah. And so it was an amazing time just getting to see all these places that you're talking about this morning. Yeah, we've been there three times so far and have just loved every visit and standing at the at the Bethlehem fields, the shepherd's fields outside of Bethlehem and in the Frata, where the scriptures say Jesus was born near Rachel's tomb. It's a powerful time. And the the importance of this time, it is Hanukkah. Hanukkah began last night. Uh, Christmas begins in, or is in two days, all right? And uh, the reason I come and I teach on these feasts and festivals is because I, I believe that as Christians, we tend to miss out on some of the most beautiful things of encountering Jesus because the, in order to encounter him best, you need to walk through and look at uh, what God has begun. He was slain from the foundation of the world. And when you start from the beginning and you look at the story and understand it, you can encounter him better. And so when you come to Christmas time, it's not the time of his birth, but it was the time of his conception when the Holy Spirit came upon Mary. It's also the time when the wise men came and and encountered Jesus and brought gifts to him. So the date of Christmas is as, as irrelevant as can be. It just so happens that Hanukkah and Christmas, when they link together on the same week, you are actually in the correct time period when you can celebrate. So in our house, we always celebrate Christmas and we always celebrate Hanukkah. We actually uh, celebrate it less now because Corey's all grown up now and really for, for her, the big thing was getting uh, a present eight days in a row. is very exciting. So, you know, it's especially great for young children, but uh, for those of you who just um, you want to encounter Jesus, you know, you don't have to go and get all the, the fancy candelabras and all that kind of stuff. You just light a candle and you celebrate Jesus, the fact that he has come and, and he is the light that has come into the world. It's not, it's not the really, you know, profound any of the Jewish feasts. You don't have to add a bunch of traditions to your life, but you do celebrate Jesus and that's what's our favorite part. Now, Obviously, the conception of Jesus happens, but also the arrival of the wise men, the Magi. So I want to walk you through that story as we kind of wind up today over the next hour or so. How in the world did that happen? Who were these people? How did they <laughs> How did they know the scriptures? How did they end up there? And what in the world was going on? So this one is just called Here Comes the Magi. So David was king of Israel around the year 1000 BC. His kingdom split in two after his son Solomon died and eventually the 10 northern tribes of Israel fell in 723 BC, later taken to Assyria and most were never heard from again. 126 years later in 597 BC, the southern kingdom of Judah, this was the tribe of David and eventually Jesus, was taken into captivity to Babylon by the Assyrian king Nebuchadnezzar. 
after the fall of Babylon to the Persian, uh, King Cyprus specifically, King Cyprus the Great in 539, many return of these same Jews returned home to Jerusalem, but many did not return and instead made a life in Babylon. The history is very clear on that. The Magi, as we call them, were a class of hereditary scholar priests who first appear in Babylon. They were magicians, enchanters, and astrologists. Throughout their history, most of them never stopped practicing the occult, even today. Some that uh, still remain continue to practice magic, enchanting, and astrology. So, some stopped, some did not. Some stopped all of that and followed the true and living God. And some of those uh, are still on the earth today, and they still do. Why? Who are they? How does this all come down? So here's the deal. They were heavily influenced by some of the Jewish captives, including Daniel. The Bible says King Nebuchadnezzar had a troubling dream, asked his astrologers and enchanters to tell him his dream and interpret its meaning. Well, of course, the astrologer says, ain't a man on the planet that can do that, King. And he said, how can you even ask that? You're, you're asking something too difficult. And they said, and I quote, no one can reveal it to the king except the gods, and they do not live among humans. See, they only had the occult. They were powerless, ultimately. God had anointed Daniel with a gift of interpreting dreams through the power of the Holy Spirit. Daniel was able to describe and explain the king's great prophetic dream. Because of Daniel's ability to interpret dreams and visions, he was appointed by Nebuchadnezzar and later by his son Belshazzar to be chief of the magicians. In other words, the master of the magi, the enchanters, astrologers, and diviners. The only difference is he and those who came with him knew the living God, and so they they, weren't, they didn't have to practice magic, enchanting, astrology, and divining. So Daniel didn't do any of those things, but he continued to lead the Magi, serving in the courts of the Medes, which is King Darius, and the Persians, King Cyrus. So astronomy, which is studying the heavens, should cause us to worship God. In other words, uh, Psalm 8, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars which you've ordained, what is man? All right, so looking at the stars gives us a better understanding who God is, should. In the Bible, we're introduced to a small group of the descendants of these magi who visited Christ, and they were using prophetic scriptures. All right, so the very big difference here, just, uh, just for the sake of language, astronomy, you study the stars. Astrology, you're trying to tie in your future and destiny and all those things to the stars. That's what makes it wrong, because you're trying to seek something other than God. But just uh, looking at the stars and understanding them, that's completely what God has told us to do. So, of all of these, um, we when we look at these magi who visit Christ and they use prophetic scriptures, you got to ask the question, hmm, these guys had to come from somewhere. So we can assume they've been more influenced by Daniel and less by the magi and astrologers of Babylon as the years went by. And very likely... If they were Jews, they were from the tribe of Judah, because that's who was taken to captivity. They would have learned from Daniel the precise time the Messiah was to arrive, and that he would be cut off or crucified. Other prophecies would have led them to study the stars for more details. It says in Numbers 24, written by Moses, a star will come out of Jacob, a scepter will rise out of Israel. There's even a tradition, a tradition throughout the Middle East that Daniel was the one who provided the funds for the Magi and for the gifts for them to carry to the Messiah upon his birth. 
he would have been, uh, obviously, they were all made eunuchs, so he wouldn't have any descendants, but he would have set aside money for that purpose. It's a tradition. We don't know if it's true, but there's your tradition. So what star did the Magi likely see to recognize that this Jesus, this Messiah, was to be born? So in August of 3 B.C., when Gad, this is called the king planet, that's the Hebrew name of it. It's also called Jupiter by the by the Greeks. It became visible above the eastern horizon. It becomes visible as a morning star. It was seen by the Magi in the rising. So the bright new star appeared in the head of the constellation Coma. Now that is the baby of the virgin Bethula. You know it is Virgo, but Bethula or Emmanuel. On August 12th, Gad came into conjunction with many. Now, that's also called, your more common name was of Venus, but the first name of it was many. It was a Hebrew name. In the constellation of Ariel, the lion, Ariel, El is God, right? The lion of Judah. And it was the sign of Judah. You know that as Leo, right? It would take over a year for the Magi to arrive in Bethlehem once they saw that sign. And coming up, we'll take you through and walk you through the signs of the heavens. Now, remember, God named all the stars. Man named animals and other things, but God named the stars. They still have Hebrew names. And so we're going to walk through how these wise men, who were they, and how did they find Jesus? Coming up, we're going to hear a new song from Third Day and the J.J. Weeks Band.